Hi, I'm Mars Ward, president of Callaway's Nursery. We're based right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and we're proud to sponsor this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Morris. Good morning. Well, it's morning, everybody. It's morning. Let me convince you of that first, then we'll discuss the merits of this morning. It's foggy and misty. I think that's going to change, though. I think the wind is going to blow that out. We're glad to have you tuned to WBAP on this morning, and uh, it's a a special morning. And uh, I don't want to say that there are days you wake up and you say, I think I'm getting old. But our great-granddaughter, Jackie, is three years old on this day. So we're having a party for the Jackie this afternoon. That'll be fun. She is very, very special to all of us, anybody who knows her. So happy birthday, Jackie. And uh, to all of you, happy day. Let's talk gardening today. We have two hours here. Mike Bass is running the boards, and he's doing all the hard stuff. And I'm answering your garden questions. Please pick up that phone. I have a hunch a lot of people are sleeping in late, everybody except Jackie. So this might be your chance to call through right now. Might be a really good chance. 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. Our sponsor this entire hour is Mars's Business, and that is Callaway's, all 22 locations. They'll be open at 9 o'clock today. As they say, rain or shine, they're there to help you. So please let them know that you appreciate that sponsorship. They've been sponsoring this hour for many, many years. Good friends and great plants and products. So thank you to Callaway's. And thank you to you for listening, 800 288 WBAP, please call right now. Let's fill the phone lines, 800-288-9227. We always begin our Sunday mornings with a visit with Steve Huddleston, the public relations manager at the uh, Fort Worth Botanic Garden. And Steve is joining us live right now on the air. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Well, you have exciting news. You finally finished a task. It's been a long yes. time coming, hasn't it? That is good news. We have finished planting all our tulip bulbs uh, as of last week. Uh, we planted most of the bulbs in early and mid-December and then others as late as last week. And we thought we might compare the results to see uh, how they perform, you know, those planted earlier or those planted later. Uh, and we'll see those results in March when our 250,000 bulbs start blooming. Uh, most of those are tulips, so it will be a spectacular display in March. Steve, I hope you will report back on that. I need to learn that because every year for all of my career, I get people who ask in uh, in January. I had it ask of me just this week. Uh-huh. Um, Neil, I, I had you've heard it. You hear it every year, too. Uh, I have these tulips. They were given to me last uh, October. I put them in the fridge, forgot uh-huh. them. And uh, just found them, and you know, you know the whole rest of it. And should I still plant them? I'll probably get that question in March, and at that point, I'll probably say I don't think I'd bother. But mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, well, let us know how it works out. Good luck. That sounds great. Yes, yes. I know it's going to be beautiful. Good deal. And you have a feature plant this week that a lot of people don't know, and that's kind of exciting. Tell us about it. Well, it's not terribly common, but it's uh, it's been in our garden for the 29 years that I've been there. Frankly, it's about the same size. It's a very uh, slow-growing, small shrub. This is winter Daphne. Uh, It has just started to bloom in the fragrance garden, which is behind the Rock Springs Cafe. Uh, This is a broadleaf evergreen shrub native to China and Japan. It typically grows three to four feet tall and about two to four feet wide, and ours is getting there. Uh, It's it's about maybe uh, two, maybe two and a half feet tall, uh, but very slow-growing. Uh, It does feature intensely fragrant pinkish-purple flowers that appear like little bouquets at the tips of branches late January to March in zones 8 through 9. So we're really on the northern limit of this shrub, and it did take a hit during that uh, cold weather that we had in December. I mean, the foliage was burned on the edges a little bit, but uh, uh, the leaves are glossy, they're leathery, they're oval-shaped, dark green, about 4 inches long. And this is certainly a shrub that you want to plant in partial shade in moist, well-drained soil. When I worked at the Texas A&M Center on Coit Road in in North Dallas back in the uh, early 70s, 72 to 77, there was a lilac plant Mm. outside my building I was officing in. And it was about three and a half feet tall. And I I Mm. said, when was that planted? That was in the the 72 to 77 time period. 
and a man who had been there with the Texas Research Foundation said, I worked here 30 years ago. That was during the Second World War or right after it. He said, we planted that. <laughs> and mm. it was four feet tall at the time, like your yeah. Daphne. It had not grown an inch in all that time. And wow. uh, that's the way some of those some of the northern plants do. This is a southern plant that yes. gets nipped by the cold. But anyway, good deal. Thank you for that. Yeah. And uh, stick work still up and standing strong. It is in the excuse me in the fuller garden. Uh, this is a sculpture made of American elm and rough leaf dogwood branches. It's a wonderful exhibit for the entire family to enjoy, especially children, as they run through it and look out uh, the holes and um, and the openings in the exhibit. So. That is up and will be up through uh, t- uh, 2023. And then I thought I might say uh, during the winter that the conservatory is a nice, warm place to visit during the winter. Really, that's about the only time that I would like to visit the conservatory because it's just too hot in there during the summer. But uh, in the winter, lots of tropical plants bloom. And the kumquat trees are loaded with fruit at this time of the year. Other plants are blooming in there. So it really is a very pleasant time to visit the conservatory and to see what's blooming and fruiting. Uh, Our conservatory will be open to the public only through about mid-February, because after that, we will start stocking it with uh, the thousands of orchids uh, for our upcoming orchid show, and and I'll mention that later. So anyway, that's the plan on the conservatory. Folks, you want to pay attention when when, uh, Steve does start talking about the orchid show, because it is significant. He's kind of alluded to it in previous weeks, and it's going to be quite a show. So uh, anyway, that will be uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Lots of great things going on at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, and uh, I uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and give all the contact information. And I have something special to share with people. How do they find you on the internet? We are at fwbg.org. All right, just the initials of the organization, Fort Worth Botanic Garden, fwbg.org. And for people who are still using their phone when they're looking for information, the 24-hour recorded message information line? That is 817-463-4160. All right. And physically, how do they find you if they're driving around town? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. All right, in the museum area and very easy to find just south of Casa Manana. And uh, it's worth going to. And, and uh, maybe uh, uh, on a beautiful spring day, that would be even, even more delightful than, than some other days. Uh, I want to I tell you something very special that's going to start up uh, this, this issue of uh, eGardens, my electronic newsletter. Steve is going to be writing a monthly feature for us. He's going to select a plant that it means something special to him. Uh, much as he does here on uh, on Sunday mornings, but he will write a little bit more about it, and these will be illustrated so you can see them where you can't on radio, unfortunately. And uh, so I'm re- welcome aboard, Steve. Glad to have you. Well, thank you. you. Thank yeah. you. That's exciting. Oh, and and you always do such a nice job researching the plants and and picking things that are uh, important to people. So Steve Huddleston, the public relations manager, and before that, the senior horticulturist for many many years at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Thank you, my friend. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Appreciate that. And uh, also a reminder, folks, that two weeks from now, the day of the uh, the gigantic football game. That'll keep me out of trouble. Uh, will be the day that we turn over to George Ray McKitchen, Dr. George Ray McKitchen, all about fruit and pecans and grapes and, and brambleberries and all of that. So be ready to be with us on that uh, special Sunday. I've done that for, I think George Ray and I have done that 42 years now. I think he always corrects me on it. And uh, But I think I'm pretty accurate on that one. The uh, report from the Botanic Garden today, sponsored by your friends at WhizQ Stone, a Fort Worth tradition for a long, long time, since 1983. These are experts at Whiskey Stone, and they've been leading their industry across the Metroplex, but really across Texas. This is an outstanding stone yard, best I've ever seen by a long, long ways. And with those 22 acres, they have the largest hardscape selection you'll find anywhere in Texas. They deliver anywhere you can hear me. They go to the finest quarries in the southwest and bring beautiful stone back 
to their facility there. They have great people to help you. They're open Monday through Saturday. And so whatever you're trying to do to finish off your landscape and make it a beauty place that you can enjoy, and uh, maybe it's a patio, maybe it's a walk, maybe it's fountains, uh, perhaps you're doing a retaining wall or you need pool decking, whatever it is, decorative gravel, river rock for a, a dry stream bed, Whatever it is, they have it at Whiskey Stone. They can guide you, they can lead you, they can show you how to do it yourself, or they can put you in contact with the finest landscape contractors in the area that you live in. They know them all. They're very active in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. So you might as well start with the best, and this is the best it gets. And it's pretty spectacular. Whiskey Stone, you're going to love it. Uh, Go out and let them show you around. Take photos of what you're trying to accomplish. Take measurements of where you're going to be doing it in your landscape. That's whiz-q.com on the Internet. Whiz-q.com. They're at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822. Again, open Monday through Saturday. 817-429-0822 at 4501 East Loop 820 South, whiz-q.com for WhizQ Stone. I'm Rob with Callaway's Nursery on Preston Road in Plano. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Rob, very, very much. Our first call today is going to be Renee in Fort Worth. Renee, this is Neil. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a question. Um, first of all, I have your book, so thank you very much, and I listen to your show all the time. Um, but um, my question is about um, I have a tree, and it is a, I believe it's a Texas mountain laurel, mm-hmm. and um, I grew it from seeds um, when I first saw the tree um, at a, in a courtyard somewhere. I gathered seeds, and I brought them home, set them down in my planter box, um, until I could get to them while they sprouted and they just started growing. And 20 years later, I have a mid-sized tree bush. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, I, I want to move. So I'm just wondering, do I have to give up my plant or is there a way <laughs> to transplant? You're laughing. And, and so, no. I mean, it is mixed next to another tree and a rose bush that I would I would gladly kill to get my my thing out. I I know how you feel. I was was chuckling because I've had the same emotion. Those were chuckles of of understanding. Um, It can be moved. They don't move easily because they are uh, from an arid part of the world of of Texas where uh, where they establish deep roots. What size is the planter box? How wide is it? Um, it's a, the planter box is about six feet wide and, um, and it is raised off my ground. Um, so I, it's in a courtyard and mm-hmm. so my planter box is about three feet tall and it goes around and meets some stairs. My thinking was if I can get these enough roots to make, my, I call it my baby, my baby survives. If mm-hmm. I can, um, take off enough of, I mean, I could take down those, um, those, uh, bricks. You know what you might want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you might want to do. I hear your radio. It may be throwing you off a little bit um, yeah. mm-hmm. because of the delay. What you might want to yeah. do is uh, ask at a nursery in your part of town, somebody that does landscape contracting, and ask if they uh-huh. have somebody that that you could hire to do. It would be cheaper to do that than to, to start disassembling the brick. And they might be able to dig it out of the planter box for you and, and get somebody who, who transplants for a living, plants and transplants, uh-huh. a veteran, and, and um, stress the importance of it. What you would do if you were going to dig this, uh, let, me, let me ask my question again. I'm going to take a little extra time to make sure I do a really good job of answering you. Uh, when I said <laughs> how wide is the planter box, I meant front to back, and you said six feet. Is, is it six feet out from the house? Um, actually, um, yes, it's about six feet out from the house. And then from the, from its other corner, it's about, it's a square planter box. Okay. That's all I needed. Okay. That's all I needed. Mm -hmm. And how tall is the uh, Texas mountain laurel? 
it's about I'd say it's about five feet tall, okay. and there you know the the little branches or the the trunks mm-hmm. are maybe about you know at the base maybe maybe two and a half to three inches. Wow. You know, yeah, you're going to need a crew wrong? to dig that simply because of the weight of it. You're going to need two or three people or a hoist or something to get it out because if you have two or three trunks that are that size and diameter, you'll have a soil ball that is 24 or 30 inches across. It's going to weigh right. several hundred pounds, a couple, 300 pounds. And uh-huh. it will need to be dug very carefully with a sharpshooter spade. They'll need to mm-hmm. uh, sever the, the uh, uh, lateral roots and and dig a trench around it uh, from from mm-hmm. where the soil ball will be outward they'll they'll dig a trench maybe 12 inches wide and so that uh-huh. they have working room to get under it and sculpt yes. the soil ball and then dig under it to cut the tap roots and right. form a, a good solid soil ball they will wrap it tightly in burlap they will pin the burlap mm-hmm. with uh, with nails uh, uh-huh. to, to keep it from moving and then they will probably cradle it in, in either chain or uh, chicken wire or something that can be lifted with a hoist up and out. It can be done. And mm-hmm. it also, it must be done during the winter. Um, That's, yeah. yeah. And you would probably want to prune it by 30%, 40%, thin it, or, or cut it back a good bit just to compensate for the roots that are being left behind. It can be done but it needs to be done very, very carefully. The ones you see in nurseries are almost never bald and burlapped. They take too long to grow in the, in the wholesale growing nurseries, and uh, they don't want to go to all the trouble and the gamble of digging them after they've invested, what, what did you say, 20 years of growing them, and so they'll grow yeah. them in pots and, and be able to move them and know with certainty that they're going to survive. But I think you can do it if you'll hire a landscape contractor who is used to mm-hmm. digging and, and moving plants. I know how special it is to you. My chuck yes, I... is strictly for all of that. I get it. I do get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I do thank you. And so, because I was thinking of calling it arborist, but a landscape, a landscape contractor. contractor. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. the, that's yeah. the phrase. An arborist could probably do it. Some, that's, mm-hmm. It's the same skill. It's just on a small scale. Yeah, well, I'm going to do that. And, and taking down the wall to make it easier for the, I mean, it's just brick. So, I mean, I can, you know, I can redo that as well. I mean, it's, to me, I think that would make the job easier. And, it might. But, but I, yeah, and so I appreciate your, your input. I, I knew that you, I keep hearing you say, do the trans or transplanting in winter. So that's why I thought, oh my goodness, I need to look at this now because I don't know if I'll be here another year. Sure. So I might need to. Get it going. Well, now. and if you're so, not ready to plant it in its new home, what you can do in the ensuing time is put it in a large pot and baby it along there. So good luck with it. I better run. I need to get a break in, but hopefully that'll help. It's a great question. All right. Her line is open if you'd like to call. It's the only open line we have, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. That is a very special plant, and it's a prize. I, I understand that she would want to move it. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening may be the only gardening reference book you will need to be successful here in Texas. It's a hardback with 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and it was printed in Texas. That's a rarity. Most books get printed in China, and I didn't want that for a book that said Lone Star Gardening on the cover. It's 11 chapters. Chapter 1's the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is a calendar, 48 pages, telling you month by month what needs to be done in your landscape and garden. It'll tell you that transplanting needs to be done in December, January, or early February, for example. It'll appear in those months and uh, all the other things you need to get done. And then specific and very detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. For a limited time, I have reduced the price of my book to just $36.95 to help in these economic times. Your satisfaction is fully guaranteed, or I'll give you every penny back. I sign every copy as it sells, and for that reason, I've decided not to put the book in stores or on Amazon. Order it from my office weekdays by calling 800-752-GROW, 800-752-G-R-O-W. The better way, though, is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. 
N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. It's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. The best and one of the quickest ways you can make your house look fabulous is to put sunburst shutters in its windows. You don't do it yourself. This is not a DIY project. This is where they come, show you the shutters. They hold them up in the windows for you, help you decide whether you want their two and a half, three and a half, or four and a half inch size plantation style shutters with the large louvers. And they're made of polywood. P-O-L-Y, polywood. It's a man-made material that has a, a, a shutter uh, uh, use, totally designed for manufacturing of shutters. It's a man-made material. There's nothing to crack or warp or split or peel. It's beautiful. It's either white or off-white and permanent, has a, a very high, it's the most energy-efficient shutter that your money can buy. Every shutter is made for a specific window in your home because windows vary. Tape and bed work, when the window is uh, is finished out, tape and bed work will vary from window to window. Sunburst shutters are made to fit exactly. These are beautiful. You're going to love them as much as we do. We've had ours for about 12 years. That's uh, how long I've been advertising for them. We bought ours, paid regular price, didn't ask any special favors because my wife fell in love with these shutters it was a a no-brainer on this one we knew this is what we wanted they're also available in austin san antonio houston waco really nice people call sunburst shutters this week set an appointment 214-343-2601 214-343-2601 sunburstshutters.com Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Nathan Smith with Callaway's in Mansfield and now back to Neil. Thank you Nathan very very much. One of their newer stores and he's been there I think all the while so we thank Nathan for that. Alright, let me uh, tell you I need to get to the news. I, I, I spent more time helping Renee than I normally do on a call, and to Tom in Colleyville and Mike in Grand Prairie, stay with me, please. You're coming up right next, but I need to get to the newscast. Let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited, and they get right into the newscast then. This is a great store. It's Birdie's store in McKinney, and they have something very special coming up next Saturday. By the way, this store is open Monday through Saturday. They're not open on Sundays, so keep that in mind. At 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. Next Saturday, February 4 at 9 in the morning. That's before the store opens normally. At 9 in the morning, the Wild Birds Unlimited McKinney store is having a fun event. Birding. 101 for people who are just getting into wild bird watching with birdie and the bird crew let them help you get the most enjoyment from your birding hobby join them for an informative talk on birding 101 seating is limited for this free event so they ask that you rsvp today you can call leave a message at 972-472-2022 for the store location it's easy. It's 3001. Let me double check that. Uh, it is 3001 South Harden Boulevard in McKinney, just south of Tom Thumb, just two stores south of Tom Thumb. And the Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. They have everything you could want for wild bird feeding. You'll love this store. 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado. And remember, to reserve a spot for next Saturday at 9, 972-472-2022, Wild Birds Unlimited. DFW's News, Talk, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 820, WVAP. And KPLX, 99.5 FM, HD2. A Cumulus Media Station. Trending now. A security crackdown at a North Texas mall. I'm Clayton Neville at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. 
ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. An issue in Dallas to tell you about. An accident has two left lanes blocked. 45 southbound at Pacific Avenue. That reported by TxDOT. And in Mesquite, construction work slowing things down. 635 LBJ Freeway southbound between Oates Drive and 30. Over in Tarrant County, a disabled vehicle in Fort Worth has the right shoulder blocked. 35W northbound at 20. The same issue, right shoulder blocked because of a disabled vehicle at I-30 eastbound in Fort Worth at Beach Street. With WBAP's First Traffic on the Ones, I'm Clayton Neville. Your WBAP forecast, cloudy. This morning's high was 61. That's long gone. We're falling to about 30 degrees tonight. Winds north-northwest at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight's low, 30 degrees with partly cloudy skies. Right now, it's 56 in Dallas and 48 in Fort Worth. News brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. A North Texas mall put a parental guidance policy in place for several hours over the weekend. According to officials at Hewlin Mall in Fort Worth, the parental guidance required policy was in effect from 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon until 9 o'clock last night. It was temporary and has since been lifted. The mall says the decision was made after a threat of disruptive and unsupervised youth in the mall. The mall security team says it's constantly monitoring activity in the mall and can determine when it's appropriate to put that policy in place place. Following the release of video footage and the beating death of Tyree Nichols, law enforcement leaders and government officials are weighing in. In Dallas, Police Chief Eddie Garcia posted a video message on social media with his reaction to watching the body cam footage. Dallas residents, watching the video along with the rest of the world, I am ashamed and angered by the actions of the officers that day. As law enforcement, we take an oath to protect and serve. The actions that day broke, violated and tarnished that oath. Garcia urged residents to peacefully protest, but said violence would not be tolerated. And there's been an arrest connected to alleged sex trafficking of a North Richland Hills teenager who disappeared from a Dallas Mavericks game last April. The girl was found in an Oklahoma City hotel room nearly two weeks later. According to police officers with the U.S. Marshals Task Force, arrested 33-year-old Emmanuel Karknanega for sexual assault of a child late last week. Authorities in North Texas continue to warn about the increased dangers of human trafficking. Again, the high temperature today, 61 degrees, but that's long gone and we're headed for the low. That's 30 degrees tonight. Right now, 56 in Dallas, 48 in Fort Worth. I'm Clayton Neville, our next news update at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP, 99.5 FM HD2 and WBAP.com. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered, and they feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant. They come back with a 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. That value shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. The folks at Mueller understand that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision. And Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, you get more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call them today at 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877 877- Two six eight three five five three, or you can visit them online at MuellerInc.com because Mueller means more. It means value. MuellerInc.com. United we stand, divided we call. On the best comment section you've ever heard. We're not going to let them shut us down. News Talk eight twenty WBAP and ninety nine five FM HD two. This hour of my program is sponsored by Callaway's. We uh, discussed that earlier in this hour, and I hope you'll let them know that you appreciate that. For the best selection of trees, visit your favorite Callaway's Nursery. All 22 of their neighborhood stores in DFW are now receiving fresh shipments of shade trees and trees that flower, including landscape treasures like Schumard Red Oak. This magnificent, fast-growing oak tree naturally forms into one of the best shade trees for North Texas. This is my favorite tree. I love Schumard Red Oaks. The broad leaves that changed to hue, that, that was not in my head copy. I added that in. The broad leaves that changed to hues of scarlet in the fall, one of the finest qualities, but it's dark green all summer, just a beautiful shade tree. And then we go to flowering trees, Oklahoma Redbud. Command your attention with a profusion 
of purple red flowers. They're burgundy. They're beautiful. My wife fell in love with one at Callaway's two years ago. It proudly sits along our county road for all to see in the springtime. The early flowers appear and cloak the bare branches between winter and spring. As the flowers begin to fade, the lustrous heart-shaped foliage takes center stage. It's glossy, emerging with a soft pink tinge, leaves then mature to form a crown of rich dark green. And then the unusual of all time, Redbud Ruby Falls. The, uh, the people who like redbuds love this one. Clusters of lavender red blooms in the spring. Love it for the unique deep red-purple foliage. It turns yellow in the fall. Outstanding in smaller areas. It'll take your landscape to the next level with the beautiful uh, growth habit. To help with the planting of your new tree, try their pick-and-plant service at Callaway's. One of their Texas-certified nursery professionals will assist you with everything. Shop local. Visit any of their community stores or order online at Callaway's.com. Take advantage of their curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week for your shopping convenience. That's Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. It's Callaway's.com. News Talk 820, WBAP, FM 99.5 HD2, and WBAP.com. These voices that you hear at the end of my uh, breaks are called rejoinders, and they are the managers and assistant managers of the Callaway's nurseries. And when you hear one of those that's in your neighborhood, if you happen to be going into a Callaway's or if you just want to go out of your way by a block or two and stop by your local Callaway's and say, hey, I heard you on the air this morning, that would be greatly appreciated. That's the whole goal in this is to let you become acquainted with the people in your neighborhood who uh, manage uh, the uh, Callaway's Nurseries right down the street from you. Niels Ferry's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer directly to your email on Thursdays, Thursday evening to be specific, right around 6 o'clock. And uh, I do a lot of the writing for eGardens, almost all of it. We have three now, three guest writers. You just heard me mention that Steve Huddleston will join our, our team. He, he will be writing the first Thursday of each month. He has a wonderful feature that, that he uh, sent in early, and I know what he's going to be writing about this week. And uh, then the second uh, uh, Thursday of each month is uh, Diane Sitton from Southeast Texas, always a wonderfully illustrated feature. And then uh, Stephen Chambly from the Longview Botanic Gardens with uh, nobody ever knows what he's going to write. I'm not sure he knows uh, the day before. It's just fun to see these stories from the people. But I write, uh, there's always a featured plant of the week. There's always gardening this weekend where I, where I give you the things that you need to get done that weekend and always the Q&A, which I do uh, answering your garden questions and then a couple of other stories. That's what you find in eGardens. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my website. That's where you sign up for it. Remember, it's free and always will be. And I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody, nor will I ever spam you. Take a look at it. I think you'll sign up for it. Neil Sperry's eGardens. Look for it at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on eGardens. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Greg Polito with the North Fort Worth Store. And now back to Neil. He is a wonderful nursery man, and I really enjoy visiting with him every chance I get. Thank you, Greg, very much. Let's go to our calls now, and I have two men who have been waiting very patiently, and I'll get to both of them before I take another ad break. Tom in Colleyville, and then Mike in Grand Prairie. Tom, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks Neil, for waiting. Neil, I, I got some wax leaf ligustrums, and two years ago, we had that horrible, horrible freeze in February, and they survived fine. This year, we had that brief freeze just before the Christmas holidays, and it doesn't look like they're going to come back. Is there any hope for these wax leaf ligustrums that come back this time? A lot of them were hurt around North Texas two years ago, so you were lucky on that one. Um, I have lived uh, in this area for 52 years, uh, 53 years now, and I've seen them die four or five times. Um, I thought we were... Yeah, I, I'm as I'm as uh, hopeful as everybody else is. When we get 20 years with no dieback on waxleaf ligustrums, I begin to think, you know, maybe I ought to try a couple of them because I like the plant very much. Um, I think probably, Tom, you're going to have at a minimum major dieback, and and you may have to replace them. I had to replace a bunch of them in Farmer's Branch back in the 70s, 
Um, but I've, I've been seeing them, and I think a lot of them are going to have to be replaced. Should I just hold off till spring, maybe till the weather breaks? That's what I was going to say. You'll know in about, uh, probably in about seven or eight weeks, six or seven weeks. Okay. Have a great day, Neil. Thanks. I, I hope, I hope it, uh, I hope they come back. You may have to trim them back some. Um, they don't have that propensity to, to regrow strongly like some plants do. So I, I wish you well. I hope they turn out better than mine have in the past. I really appreciate you waiting on me, Tom. Good luck with them. All right, let's move to Mike in Grand Prairie. Now, Mike, this is Neil. Good morning. Thanks for waiting. Good morning, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, you know, question that I have, you know, like a lot of Americans with the rising food costs and, you know, they predict even more of a recession. We're looking at starting our own garden. Well, the problem is that we rent. We rent a house, and so we can't build any structures like a greenhouse or raised beds or anything. And so what vegetables do you think are easy enough to be grown indoors with a limited amount of sunlight? You know, I can put them in pots and take them outside, you know, for several hours. But but what would really be sustainable to to keep indoors a majority of the time? And you want me to be completely blunt and honest, right? Yes, sir. I don't think you can do that. Uh, your best chance would be with herbs, uh, mm-hmm. which are expensive, and so you can you can save some money that way. But as far as edible um, vegetables, uh, I, I just they need more sunlight than that. Um, even outdoors, Mike. If somebody called me and said, Neil, I have a lot of shade in my yard what would be the best vegetables to grow where I only get five hours of sunlight? I'd I'd tell them you're going to have to stick with leafy and root vegetables. The the types that have to flower and produce fruit are not going to do well. Squash and tomatoes and beans are not going to do well where you don't have very much sunlight. And when you start bringing them indoors, they're going to get lanky and stretched and you're going to wear out trying to move them in and out. And plus the pots are going to be so big that you'll just break your back trying to get them in and out. I, I, okay. I, would, I would do you a horrible, a horrible disservice if I encouraged you to try to uh, grow real vegetables uh, in, in the house. Now, let me ask you a question. Why, why are you not allowed to uh, have a raised garden outside in, in large pots, for example? You can grow beautiful tomatoes when, the, when it gets warmer in 10 gallon pots outdoors yeah i the the you know pots wouldn't be an issue it's mainly uh, like a raised bed or or something like that um and, and, and we, the, we have the, zero uh, shade in the backyard the, say it again please and we have zero shade in the backyard that's good and so that's perfect it, look i just don't want the summer heat to you know kill what i'm trying to grow well, but remember that vegetables are, are grown in the spring, not in the heat of the summer. There are very few right. of your, your prime vegetables that you are going to produce in July or early August. You're done by then. We have we really, in our area, um, a lot of people who move here from the north say, man, I'm going to love this. I loved gardening in Iowa. Now I'm going to Texas where it quits freezing in March and it doesn't freeze until November. Look at that growing season. And the truth is we have two short growing seasons. We have spring and we have fall, and then we have summer. Yikes. You know? yeah. And so you, you don't have any, any – you have black-eyed peas and you have uh, a few things in the summer, okra. But northerners I'm – not, I'm not gearing my program just to northerners, but a lot of people don't make a big deal out of growing those. They want tomatoes and they want beans and squash and corn and – things that are not grown in the hottest part of the summer. So the, the secret on, on gardening would be to grow things that you can grow in, in pots, and um, that would be, uh, you, you would not grow watermelons, you would not grow corn because you'd need too much of it to get good pollination. Uh, you, could, you could grow beans, but it would be kind of odd to have a whole row of bean plants and They don't cost much at the grocery, so let's not worry about them. But tomatoes and peppers, yeah, there you go. Cucumbers, yeah, you could grow cucumbers quite well. Uh, So those are some things where you could save some big dollars and and have some really nice produce. And uh, I think I'd concentrate on those and the herbs. Herbs are expensive, 
and uh, easy to grow, most of them. And, and if you do a lot of cooking, then there you'll save some money. Okay. Kind of a side question, if I can. Sure. Um, those, you know, you see those advertising, advertisements for those indoor, like, shelf growers that are, you know, six feet tall and grow seven or eight different types of vegetables. Are, are, those, really even, are those really even worth it? No. Okay. Good. Did that sound emphatic? I think it did. It came out pretty emphatic, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah. Uh, there are so many gimmicks, the upside-down tomato baskets and all kinds of junk, just stuff. So don't, don't succumb to that. Normal, okay. ordinary, the way a farmer would do it, gardening is the way to do it. Okay. Well, hey, I appreciate the answer. I appreciate you taking my call. I owe you the best answer I could give you as long as you had to wait on it. So there you go. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mike, very much. All right. All lines are open now. I can start over with a clear conscience. Nobody's had to wait very long because nobody's there waiting right now. 800-288-WBAP. I love this program. 800-288-9227. Call right now. Niels Ferry's Lone Star Gardening. Let me tell you, I want to go to the vegetable side of this. That's uh, the uh, the last chapter of the book. I worked a long, long time on that chapter. And there is a, a chart in the back. Once you tune in to how that chart works, you find for your city, you, you find out what the average date of the last killing freeze is in the spring. For example... In the Dallas-Fort Worth area specifically, it's going to be about the 20th of March. And that chart in the back tells you how many weeks before or on or after that last date of the the average date of the last killing freeze, you plant every type of vegetable. And you can make your, your planting schedule so that you'll be right on time. And so you'll know that onions need to be planted now. You know, they may be planted, what is that, uh, eight or ten weeks ahead of the last killing freeze. Snap peas, same deal. Uh, You get to mid-February, and that's the time to be planting potatoes and coal crops like cabbage and, and broccoli. You have to time these things properly, and that chart will tell you all of that, as well as how far to space them apart, how many plants per 100 feet in a row, uh, how, how wide the rows should be apart. All of that, whether they can grow in sun or shade, the whole works. It's all in that chart. Plus, a whole chapter of text telling you how to grow vegetables in the first place and specifics on the various crops. That's just that chapter. There are 11 chapters covering trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables, and basics, chapter 1, and that calendar, that 48-page calendar telling you when to do all the important tasks. 840 photographs, 344 pages, all of this for $36.95. Think of how many mistakes I can help help you avoid. And uh, a hardcover book. Not in stores, not on Amazon. It is available by calling my office or by going to my website. You call my office during business hours, Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-GROW. G-R-O-W. All you have to remember is that 752 part of it. And then the other way you order it that's even better, because you can do it right now, is to go to my website. It's my name, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I sign every copy as it sells, and I guarantee your satisfaction. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. For more than 20 years, I've told you about Advanced Foundation Repair, leaders in the foundation repair industry. They hold the patents. They led the way. First with a warranty that's transferable owner-to-owner for the lifetime of the house. Don't let expanding and contracting clay soils tear up your foundation and ruin your house. Call for their free home inspection. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. It's foundationrepairs.com. All right. They are great. They are great people. So are the people at Arborological Services, leaders in the tree care industry, the experts your trees deserve. We were down at Preston Center the other day and uh, stopped at the stoplight and up pulled a white pickup truck and on its door it said, the experts your trees deserve. I said, I think I know those people. And sure enough, Arborological Services, 
On the web, it's arborological.com. You know, if you say that long enough, you get so you can say it without stumbling on it. Arborological. That is a forestry word. You go to Forestry 101, and they'll teach you how to say it right there. Arborological Services. And uh, the uh, people who work there, the people who own the company, the person, Steve Hauser, and the people who work there, like Kevin Bassett and Russell Peters, those three people are arborists of the year for the state of Texas. They were individually selected over different years. And that award's only been given out 20 years, and here three of their employees, three of their principals in the firm have, uh, have been selected. That's how much respect this company has. Twelve of their foremen, International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists, with their own teams going out into the Metroplex. They are strictly local. This is not some national uh, organization with a local franchise. Not at all. They are strictly local. So they know what your trees are encountering. They have college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters working on each crew. And one of their men is a 13-time Texas State tree climbing champion, Miguel Pastanels. That is how great it is. Here's the phone number. It uh, sounds like a national phone number, but it's strictly local. 866-552-7267. 866-552-7267. Again, on the web, arborological.com. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc. And Twitter, at the Tree Experts. Arborological Services. We at Callaways are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Paul from the Richardson Callaways. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Speary's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Paul, very, very much. And we go back to our phone lines. They're filled again. Thank you all so much. Let's go to Kent and Lucas. Kent, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. I'm not stalking you, Neil. I'm calling in again to get your intellect. Good deal. Thank you. And I've, I've got a garden. I said, and every year, it's probably the old adage, the weeds just overtake it. So I was curious, and I'm also waiting on your book, but would you recommend possibly putting some black plastic down, cutting it out for the rows, and then planting the seeds? Uh, what, what, what do you recommend? Because I till it up each year, but then around you know May, June, July, the weeds just almost overtake it. Of course, I'm out there with a hoe trying to kill the weeds but it's almost would you recommend some type of pre-emergent on it or what would you oh, do no no you can't use a pre-emergent because that would stop the germination of your vegetables if it were my garden kent what i would do is i would probably tackle it in in portions uh if it were my garden that's that's how you presented the question to me uh, i would uh, rototill it and get it uh, get a lot of organic matter into it and uh, then uh, just go blindly into it the first spring. But when I finished harvesting in, uh, in June, uh, I would start selectively spraying with a glyphosate herbicide, strictly glyphosate, no other, no other herbicide mixed with it, to kill all the existing weed grasses. The two that would bother me the most would be Bermuda grass and Johnson grass. Uh, you have to have them growing actively to, to have any control using the glyphosate. Uh, glyphosates do not go into the soil. They are strictly contact herbicides. They have to go in through leaves, and they will kill the leaves, the stem, the, the runners, and the roots uh, in that way. Um, so you give them, we'll just say, 15 or 20 days to kill out the grass, the grassy weeds. Then you can rototill and, and rake out the dead debris and, and, and plant a fall vegetable crop right away, 20 days later. So it's not like there's any residue left, but but you have to have that active growth. You can't do that now, and you can't do it any time before probably 1st of May. So it's not going to do you any good this spring. You could have done it in October to get ready for spring, but, but once you have a freeze, then it's too late. But that's okay. what I would do, and, and then I'd be done. Uh, you could, you could uh, uh, then do the second part of the garden, get it done in halves, or just uh, lay out for a year and... and uh, uh, a, a spring, uh, maybe put a, a small garden somewhere else, and and uh, while you get this ready, but that's what and I glyphosate G L A F is that no G it looks like glyphosate without the foe in there. It's G L Y P H O S A T E. Okay, well I sure appreciate your 
Then and thank you very much. Yeah, for and you time. said you're waiting on my book. I all of the books were taken to the post office on Tuesday. Uh, is it in the mail somewhere? Uh, no, I actually ordered it on Friday, so it should be Good. arriving this week. Then I will be signing it tonight or tomorrow, and and we'll get it. The the, uh, the I have the label right behind me. In fact, if you order it Friday, it's it's within two feet of me, right behind me. Well, cool, cool. I sure appreciate your time, man. You betcha. Thank you, Kent, very much. Take care. Let's go to Karen and Forney. Karen, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How can I help you? I have roses in my backyard, and I'm kind of new to gardening. And I was reading uh, in one of your books that for my area that, you know, you usually normally prune in February, well, because of the unusual mild weather, my roses now are already, they've already got leaves on them. And I was wondering, should I still prune them? Or because I know we're getting ready to have another freeze, um, should I still prune them in February like I normally would? Or should I just shape them up? I think it's uh, fine to go ahead and, and prune them now and uh, prune them by half and uh, they'll, they'll be fine. I would. Okay. Uh, yeah, just the the main thing is to be sure that uh, you do not have rose rosette virus involved. Uh, you know what that looks okay. like, right? No. All right, go to my website to the homepage of neilsperry.com and you'll uh-huh. see the uh, you'll see the information on rose rosette. I just leave it there and uh, you can uh, uh, you can click through and and see about 20 photos of it. Hopefully you don't. Uh, it is a really serious problem, and, and uh, I don't want you to have it, but I want you to be aware of what it looks like in case it does show up. Okay. All right. So, anyway, okay, well, good thank deal. Thank you for the call very much, Karen. Take care. All right, Linda in North Dallas, stay with me. I'll help you with the Mondo grass. I have the same problem you do, and I'll tell you what I'm going to be doing with it. For Mondo grass is looking kind of yellowish, and that makes all the sense. So, uh, anyway... Folks, we'll be back. We have another hour coming up. Two lines open, 800-288-WBAP. Stay tuned, please.